Hello and welcome to Simply Why. I'm your host, Connor Reed. Simply Why is a podcast brought to you by Indiana Wesleyan University, where we do a deep dive into the stories behind our outcomes. Our guests share the choices that changed their lives, the paths that led them to where they are, and of course, the why at the heart of it all. Our guest today is Chaz Fields. Chaz is a senior partner at Ultimate Kronos Group. He has been in the human capital management tech space for seven years, where he has written articles for various syndicates, spoken at conferences, consulted with organizations, and co-hosted a podcast, among many other things. Chaz, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, glad to be here, Connor. I appreciate you, and and I'm glad we got to connect to do this. This is going to be great. I'm, I'm excited, so thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited for this one. Let's just dig in with the heavy, hard-hitting questions then. Awesome. Question number one, golf or baseball? <laughs> oh, that's so hard. Um, can I say both? I know you said or, but, uh, you know, here, here's the deal. I took up golf later in life. I didn't play growing up at all. I'm not as mobile or as limber or as agile as I once was. I would say golf now, but I'm going to choose to watch a baseball game uh, over golf any day of the week. Man, that's a hard question. How do you lead off with a question like that, Connor? Come on, man. That's that's a tough one. I told you it was a heavy-hitting question, so yeah. got to go into it. <laughs> we aren't even into the theology piece yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, question number two. Cardio or weightlifting? Uh, weightlifting, for sure. And the reason I say that is health and science has proven that if you push and pull something about 20 minutes a day at least, you increase the longevity of your life. Now, I'm not saying that cardio doesn't do that. But let's be real. There are people out there when they love cardio, they love cardio. I'm not that person, Connor. I do cardio because I have to, not because I want to. I enjoy lifting heavy things nowadays and it's good for me. It's a great place to kind of harness and focus and just be present with just me. I, as you know, and I know your job is very busy. My job is too, that I, I dedicate time every day to just be with myself. And that that's really, really important to my overall well-being. Definitely. All right. And question number three, barbecue or Tex-Mex? Uh, barbecue for sure. That's a, that's a no-brainer. I grew up in Indiana, phenomenal Mexican food there. People are often like, where do you, you know, do you like Tex-Mex? I'm like, y'all, you haven't even had Indiana Mexican food, right? Like that's just, you haven't. But Tex-Mex is just different, right? It's a different taste. It's a different vibe. People down here are very, very proud of it. And it is very, very good. But I'm choosing barbecue 100% of the time, especially Texas barbecue. Oh, I was just about to ask a follow-up question. Texas or Kansas City barbecue? Very different. They're not even on the same playing field, right? That's They're different sports in my opinion. Do you want a vinegar-based sauce? Do you want a brown sugar-based sauce? You just, you know, it, it's it's a whole science behind it, man. Definitely. Okay. Let's dig in a little bit into your career, your education, and let's just start off. What was the starting point for your passion? Kind of my journey was um, I was volunteer coaching for a local high school there in Grant County. A gentleman by the name of Ken Arendale, who uh, is no longer with us, uh, was his son actually played for the team that I was coaching. Now, really small world, kind of a God thing, if I'm being honest. I was coaching and I was substitute teaching. I had just finished undergrad at IWU and Ken took us out to dinner as coaches. I think he didn't really know who I was, but he kind of did. And at one point he just stops and says, you know what, Chaz, your dad wouldn't happen to be Keith Fields, would it? And I said, yeah. So I'm texting dad. I'm like, hey, do you know this Ken Arendale guy? He goes, yeah. 
Well, come to find out, Ken used to play ball for my dad a couple of decades prior to that. Long story short, that Ken got me into what would be my real first job in fiber optics. And although I learned so much about the world of business and the the realm of fiber optics and telecommunications, I got to this point where it wasn't my passion. The money was great. The hours were long and hard. And I decided, you know what? I really need to think about what it is that I want to do long-term for my future. I was dating my wife when I was coaching. And then you know, through the course of time, we we got married. So we spent a lot of time in discussion and prayer. And I talked to a lot of my mentors and a lot of my friends and people that I trust. And I decided, you know what, I think I want to get into HR. And there's a long story behind that, Connor. But really what I wanted to get into long-term as I did my research and dug deeper was I wanted to get into human capital management technology or HR technology, because I knew, you know, in conversations that that's where it's going to go. You know, not that HR people aren't going to exist and do their job, but the technology piece was something I was passionate about. You know, through those conversations, I decided to go back to Indiana Wesleyan while I was working for Ken full time and get my master's at Indiana Wesleyan online in their human resource management program. So it's a really long winded answer, but it was a very thoughtful and strategic process, a lot of time in prayer. And, and talking with the people that drove me to where I am today. And, and there's just been, as you know, in any job or any transition, it's a constant learning curve and you're learning new things and, and change happens so fast that, that we kind of have to adapt to it. I mean, you do so much in your work and it was hard even fitting it all in the introduction. <laughs> and I know that's not even all of it. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that today, Connor. All right. <laughs> so. That could just be the whole episode. It's just going through the yeah, resume, yeah, yeah. right? Just you and me having a conversation. Tell me about your trip. Oh yeah, I've done something like that before, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just wondering then with all of these different facets that you're pouring into and all of these different parts of your brain that you're using, how do you kind of just stay consistent with that? Like, what keeps your energy up? What keeps you going throughout all of that? You know, if I were speaking on stage, I would tell people it's different for everyone and how they recharge and, and maintain it. Faith is number one to me. It's funny because I know Indiana Weston's a Christian university and, and you know, I, I'm not trying to spew rhetoric or, or market, right? But it's the truth, right? It, it really is the truth for me. That that's number one. So we're very consistent and we're involved in our church and we're involved in our, our community and have a great group of friends that we've developed through church, which is incredible. The other piece, going back to working out, we talk about the verse, you know, your body's the temple. And I don't know enough about the the base of the scripture with that to, is, is what they were talking about. Hey, you need to go work out on a regular basis and be consistent. Hey, you could probably interpret it that way. But I will tell you, in the times that I wasn't my most healthy self, I felt worse. I slept worse. I ate worse. It was one of those things that if I want to now with my son, if I want to teach him how to, to thrive, I do think it's really important that you take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, I've got a great support system around me from my therapist, uh, my wife, and then of course, all of the friends that we've developed. So that's a, again, another long answer to tell you, hey, look, it's a different journey for everybody. But I think if you keep the faith, the focus, and you, you take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, get up, go do something outside, work out, play golf. I don't know, whatever your activity is, that's really, really important to me. 
and being present, right? Being present in the moments that matter is also, it's really hard to do. You got to put your phone down. You got to get away from the TV and you just need to sit and have a good conversation with people. That's, that's also really thrilling for me. Yeah, that's really good. Kind of going off of that. So writing articles, public speaking, co-hosting a podcast, all of that takes up so much brain space too and really forces you to be, I mean, producing so much content. So where do you find kind of your wellspring for content or your inspiration for that comes from? Number one, I read a lot. My wife is always, what are you doing? Well, I'm reading. You know, I'm reading whatever's going on in the economy or I'm reading what's going on in the HCM space or, or what new developments are happening within technology. You know, I'm constantly reading. But what I will tell you is when we, we look at kind of the overarching picture, I talk to a lot of people, right? So when I speak on stage, I make it a point to connect with them and ask questions. What's going on in your world? I always try and stay as long as I can um, with my peers and practitioners to, to learn what's going on in their space. And then we make something creative out of it, right? I've got a great team that surrounds me here at UKG that, hey, I heard this topic and this idea, and this is what someone's struggling with in an organization. I want to help them by doing this. What do you think? Oh my goodness. And I've got some brilliant minds that surround me. I just happen to get to be one of the people who's public facing for our organization and kind of draw from them as inspiration. Some of the best ideas that I, I believe in workplaces and even for me in, in creation comes from employees that are working the job, may not even be a manager, may not even be an executive leader. It's the frontline employee or the quote unquote low level employee that has figured out a new method and way that they do things, whether their leadership or manager or whoever is not listening to them. A guy like me being the consultant can say, hey, Connor has thought of a new way of doing this. Have you considered adopting this across your organization? Because it's really good. Boom. I've elevated that employee. I've helped a company. And on we go to the next event. When it comes to content creation too, I really think about things probably a little bit longer than what some of my uh, colleagues and peers want me to do. If we're going to do it, I want to do it right. And sometimes that takes a little bit longer than, than what it should. So <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that, Connor. I'm not perfect. All right. <laughs> if you're going to do it right, those things take time. And that's exactly. what's important. Completely agree. So it sounds like you also just do so much stuff with people in all sorts of different aspects. It's more than just going into an office and like working around people, but that there's intentionality of connecting. I mean, like you said, of just like putting your phone down, having a conversation with the person, being aware of the people around in a company, all of that. So what is your draw to people? Um, I think it's genetic, man. I really do. I think it's genetic. I actually was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. So it's so funny. I I call my dad on the way to the airport. I travel quite a bit for work, as we, we talked about. I always call my dad on the way to the airport, and then I call my mom whenever my trip ends on the way home from the airport. I flew in really late last night, so I called my mom while I was sitting in the um, D.C. airport. We were just talking, and we were laughing, and, and she just was like, hey, you know where you get this people and on-the-go mentality. And I was like, yeah, mom, I get, I get it from you. And it's genetic, but I also think that I have this innate desire that my parents always taught me was to leave the world a better place than what, what you came into it. And I grew up in a Christian home and, and it was very adamant, you know, when the church doors were open, we were there. 
And what was so interesting about that, even though I've been off the path several times and come back with my relationship with the Lord, is that no matter what you're doing, are you making an impact in a positive way for the people around you? And it really changes your perspective. When you look at that way, you look at people as people and not a number or what they can do for me. I would tell you, if you can think about it that way, you're much more gracious. You're much more you know, willing to listen to their perspective versus, well, this is the way it should be. So genetics, but also an upbringing that really challenges me on a regular basis because I'm not perfect again. And uh, did I leave that conversation or did I leave that person in a better place than when we started? That came from my parents, right? And I think ultimately they taught me what it meant to be not just a good person, but to have a good heart. That perfectly springboards into my next question of being in the world of business and interacting with all of these different corporations and companies. How do you feel like your faith has played a role in what you do? And like you were saying, like how you interact with people. Yeah. So it's funny. I, my wife and I did a podcast together through our church here that we kind of had one of the same questions. In privatized business, there are obviously rules, regulations, and laws around what you can and can't say in the workplace. And look, We both talk to HR people. My wife and I work for the same company. And what's so interesting is I don't have to tell you that I'm a Christian. I don't have to boldly in your face, like shout the gospel or the the things that you see on social media that you're like, man, are, are they really reaching people in the way that they're acting? No, what I need to do is I need to love you where you're at. I need to love you where you're at. I need to have a conversation with you to make sure that number one, when you come to me, it's going to be a safe space and that you can have a conversation with me and be in a judgment-free zone. And whether I agree or disagree with you, right? I, I want you to know that I love you because you're a person and because Jesus loves you. And I don't have to say that Jesus loves you. I just need to listen, let them feel heard. And we've lost sight of that. And you know, you lose sight of that in any realm or facet of life. Business often takes the the crux of that because people are money hungry or they're power chasing or whatever it is. That's not always true. But I think if I can just be a human being and see you as a human and give you a space to where, hey, you know what? I disagree with you, but I love you because you are who you are. I'm showing them the love of Jesus. And that ultimately, I think, will will make a difference in anyone's life. And just, hey, I love you where you're at. That's awesome. Going into career side, what accomplishment are you the most proud of? I don't think I've achieved it yet, Connor, if I'm being honest. I'm a constant state of mind of of growth and challenging almost to a fault. You know, I was talking to my CEO not too long ago. We were in London with some other colleagues and and he came over and and he was really kind to me. And he said, you know what? He's trying to give me a compliment. And I was like, I just, I'm not good at taking compliments. And he finally just stopped me. He said, Chaz, take a compliment. So to me, to a fault, I'm in this constant growth. I'm like, what's next? What's next? What's next mentality? And how do we make it better? How do we make it grow? So I don't know that I've achieved it. I've done a lot of cool things in my work. You know, we we relaunched our company's podcast, which is doing phenomenally well. I've spoken in front of tens of thousands of people. I never thought I would be in that position. I've got to write for some great syndicates like um, Forbes and Entrepreneur, which is really cool. But at the end of the day, I, I always feel like there's something greater 
that I could go after. And, you know, if I were to look back right now and, and say, okay, what is the highlight? What's been the key thing that I've done? I would say probably just being asked to come back and speak to a group of people. Someone who heard me and said, man, that was really good. Can you come back and do another talk? Sure. I would love to, you know, I think that would probably be it. As simple as it sounds, it's, it's pretty cool to feel wanted sometimes. Definitely. No, that's great. So for anyone who's listening in right now, who's maybe wanting to be a public speaker, they want to go into HR or just wanting to be in the business world in general, what pieces of advice would you give to them? And what piece of encouragement would you give to them? Number one piece of advice I would say is listen, listen and educate yourself and really think through what it is you want to do long term. Now, the cool part about it is, and I say this on stage often, and I know we as believers understand this, but we often forget it, is every single moment of every single day, you have the opportunity to change the course of your life. And we forget that, right? We get stuck in our bubble. We get stuck in our routine. But what I will tell you is if you are stuck or upset or don't like your job, hey, you're in control of that. You have the freedom to be able to go and educate yourself and, and think through what it is you want to do. And I would say, don't ever forget that. You're not chasing happiness when it comes to a career. You're never going to find happiness in a career, but you can find some components of happiness with doing something that you love. Read, read a lot. I will tell you, I will never be the smartest person in the room. My dad taught me there's always going to be somebody bigger, stronger, and smarter. Educate yourself in a multitude of ways. That would be the biggest piece. Change is inevitable. You've got to get to a point where you understand how your mind accepts change. Notice I didn't say like, Connor. I'm not saying you have to like change, but understand when change or adversity comes your way, how you get to a point of accepting it quickly and moving it forward. There's a ton of research and a ton of resources out there that I can give you. You know, change is never going to slow down ever again, right? It, it just doesn't. It's the way that it is. And the, as smart and the development of technology is getting, change is only going to speed up. And people are like, whoa, change. No, like, I don't want any part of that. Well, you're going to have to get used to it, right? And you've got to get to a point of acceptance. But if you're feeling in a position that you're not growing or that you're not developing and you're looking for the the rah-rah message, I would say center yourself uh, with your faith. And if you don't have faith, maybe talk to somebody who does have it. That's been a critical element into probably the most important element to, to the fields of success is being centered in our faith 100%. And know that there are a lot of people around you that that love you and that that will be willing to help you in any form or fashion. And if you don't have those people, pick up the phone, call me, shoot me a message on LinkedIn or whatever. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you because we get a shot at this and, and we want to make it the best that we can. So. That is great and a fantastic way to wrap up this episode. Is there a place where people can go to listen to your podcast, to find your articles, or just simply connect with you? Chaz Fields, C-H-A-S, uh, Fields, just like Strawberry Fields, the way you'd spell it. Find me on LinkedIn. Check out UKG. If you go to UKG.com, you can do the search bar and find Chaz Fields or use Google Chaz Fields. That's how <laughs> it's crazy to tell people to Google. I don't feel like I should have to say that, but you can Google it. And then the People Purpose Podcast, so it's on all major platforms. It's a lovely green, teal, and white logo um, that you'll see my co-host. So go check it out on all major platforms. 
just find me on LinkedIn. That's that's the best place to get a hold of me. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure to put the links to those in our show notes. Chaz, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks, Connor. Thank you. Simply Why is brought to you by Indiana Wesleyan University. IWU is a nationally renowned, Christ-centered academic community dedicated to providing leading, innovative education opportunities for students of all ages, backgrounds, and life stages. To learn more about IWU's online, on-site, and hybrid programs, visit indwes.edu. And make sure to follow us on social media as well. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.